This evening, they come from below. They come from above. They come through your walls. They ruin your holidays. We sojourn through time and see what creatures Hollywood has offered us through the years. Welcome to They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. Good evening and welcome to the show. You are listening to Sunshine Radio at St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. My name is Tosin and I am your host for the evening. With me as always in the studio are my fellow purveyors of pre-1980 cinema. Sean, our western and war movie guru. Hello there. And Sharon, for all things musical and romantic, just don't bring up any hand-drawn talking animals to her. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Sharon. How are you guys doing? That was a great introduction, Toast. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I decided to bring in, like, you know, overly dramatic voiceover guy. Yeah, it's your Hollywood voice. <laughs> I like think of, like, you know, my 1950s movie trailer announcer guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So, on this show, they don't make them like they used to. We usually start off with a bona fide classic. So, we come up with a film that was made pre-1980s, and we say this is a bona fide classic of cinema. Just everybody agrees with that. We usually start off with a bona fide classic, and then we follow it up with a hidden gem. However, due to our movies this week and our inadvertent theme, I have, a, I have taken the liberty of switching them around. <laughs> so, with that, some of you might have picked up what I just said. I might have gotten a little bit of a c- clue as to what the first one we're going to talk about. As I said already, this is going to be a hidden gem. So, we're going to talk about a hidden gem. Then we're going to go into the hospital. And um, hello to Sue. Sue in Alveston Ward, who I spoke to earlier today and was very, very kind to tell us about the first film she ever saw in the cinema. Thank you very much, Sue. That is coming up soon after this... Um, oh, well after the first film that we talk about. So we'll talk about Hidden Gem, then we'll talk to Sue, find out what film she uh, she first saw at the cinema. Then we'll talk about a classic of cinema. Then we shall finish off with an exception to the rule, which will be a movie made after 1980 that we think uh, it's still pretty good. And this week, as we're talking about creature features, um, we're going to pick a film that we think is d- just done in the spirit of the best creature features. That sound good to you guys? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right, cool. So before we go into the first film, what do you guys think of creature features? Oh, I love them personally. Well, most of them. Some of them. Even the real awful ones are still like... <laughs> I'm well, all for them myself yeah, as yeah. well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're great. Also, even the evil ones like the or the the, the recent ones like Sharknado. Yes. Sharknado, great stuff. And, Sh- and yeah. there's one like... Mega shark versus yeah. Mega Mega shark shark versus giant <laughs> octopus. Yes. Shark, don't forget Sharktopus. Sharktopus. Yeah. Oh, the classic of the modern film era, I think. Yeah. Oh. And I, well, my quiz team is named Snow Beast because I really enjoyed both versions of Snow Beast. You may not have known there was two films named no, that. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. even know there was one film called Snow <laughs> Beast. There are two films called Snow Beast and they're both in their own way a classic. Uh, uh, okay, the thing is, I've been thinking about this and even as we're putting this show together, I started realising that there's certain things you need to make a creature feature. So, the, so first of all, you need the creature, obviously. Then you need an yep. expert on the creature. Somebody, a mad scientist yeah, or some or, such or, thing. Yeah, somebody who's going to come in and go, ah, you see, this is blah, 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 blah. And their job there is to just provide sciencey exposition that explains how they're going to go about getting rid of this creature, what the creature wants and everything like that. You need an action guy whose job is to shoot the creature. 
And that that's yeah. pretty much all he just You're shows him. Right? He's like, yeah. right, okay. He says, okay, Doc, so you're telling me this. When can I kill it? Yeah, good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much you need that. And you uh, usually need like the government slash the establishment guy whose job there is to start, he either starts the trouble that leads to the creature or he gets in the way of destroying the creature and usually wants to keep it, preserve it, or make money out of it. Yes. And there's like always, always got to be a scientist's daughter or someone that's, you know, there's always a bit, a bit of eye candy, a bit of glam, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the love it the for scream, the hero. Maybe a yeah. screamer as well. She's got to be saved from the monster at some point by our action hero who's going to kill it. That's well, it. yeah, yeah, obviously you can't have those, you can't just have those the monsters running around and doing like all their stuff. So... The first one we're going to talk about today, which is actually going to be our hidden gem, this was chosen by a regular friend of the show, Giles, who's actually, I think this is his second week in a row showing up on yeah. the show, and he chose them. Them. Exclamation them. mark. Exclamation mark. And what we're going to do today is that we're going to go through the history of um of these creature features and play what how they've been sold to us throughout the years, play the trailer. So here's the audio from the trailer of them. gentlemen science has agreed that unless something is done and done quickly man as the dominant species of life on earth would be extinct within a year of the President of the United States. Stay in your homes, I repeat. Stay in your homes. Your personal safety, the safety of the entire city, depends upon your full cooperation with the military authorities. Yes, cities, nations, even civilization itself, threatened with annihilation because in one moment of history-making violence, nature, mad, rampant, wrought its most awesome creation. But born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust were things so horrible, so terrifying, so hideous. There is no word to describe them. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true, and there shall be destruction and darkness come up in creation, and the beast shall reign over the earth. Yes, the earth, the skies above and the seas below, infested by swarms of nightmare creatures, crueler, deadlier than the armored giants of prehistoric eras. Here is a wild, headlong flight into terror as the desert erupts with the grim battle for survival. Here is a fear-frenzied moment of suspense as mankind totters before a thing that multiplies faster than it can be killed. Here is a desperate plunge into the black depths of the earth where human courage challenges the brute force, the slashing jaws, the poison fangs that guard the subterranean nest where the beast spawns its terrible progeny. To all units, to all units, condition red, grain 267 is the target area. Repeat, condition red, grain 267 is the target area. Gas we can use? No, we can't take a chance. It might poison the whole city. 
them. You, you'd better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you'd better believe it. That was great. What a great. That was a, what a no, great think, trailer. I actually think, I, I honestly think that, that trailer is what, that is a classic of, of like the genre of the creature feature trailers. Because you, I think if you can, go find this trailer on YouTube. It is brilliant. <laughs> because we keep calling it them. And that's because the exclamation mark is officially a part of the title of this film. Yes. So if you want to look for it, you have to look for them, exclamation mark. And even the, there's a, the, the trailer, you know, as they're going on, there's a bit where they put, they have words on the screen and they go, because never before on the screen has something been filled with such terror, horror, excitement, mayhem. <laughs> and then all the other words, then obviously the first letters come together and goes, them. <laughs> I just think it's genius. I, 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 I love that trailer. I love that trailer. But Sean, <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about what them is because I know you you told me yesterday you've seen this film when I said have you seen them you were like only about like you know 22 million times <laughs> yeah. so what what is them about oh them's great them's great um yeah no this this story basically starts off with uh in in the Arizona desert or Nevada desert mm-hmm. and I mean I really love those there's something about the desert in creature features in there yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. guess because of the atomic explosion yeah and that this sort of family's gone missing. They find this little girl and they can't make her talk. And then when she does, all she says is, them, them. <laughs> she sort of screams. And it's, you, you don't actually see the creatures till about 20 minutes into the film. So yep. 20 maybe. Always a good sign. Always a good sign. So there's a really good build up. And um, basically what it is, because of the nuclear tests in the desert, they've, I mean, most people probably have seen this film, I think, countless times. There's, they create giant ants. Mm-hmm. So these are like monster, monster, massive ants. And I remember the first time I saw this, and it was an odd thing to put in in junior school. And I, I remember we used to have a TV wheeled in. There was no videos. And they used to wheel in the TV. But they showed this little clip. And the clip was, there's a famous clip with um, they the, when they, they first encountered the ants. Because you know all that little like beeping on the trailer there? Yeah, they're beep, 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 beep. That's like like the communication. Sounds, sounds a bit like a squeaky yeah. like a squeaky bike wheel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, James Whit- Whitmore, who's like the policeman who's investigating everything, he's uh, this big big giant ant comes up, and and I always remember he goes to his his police car and gets out an old Tommy gun, you know, Tommy gun with a drum magazine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's shooting at it, and so like think Al Capone in yeah, yeah, Al Capone type gun, Bugsy Maloney type gun, like last week. Yeah, and it's not doing any damage and he goes shoot the antenna shoot the antenna and, he goes, <laughs> and then like the antennas go down and of course the, the ant dies but um yeah so basically what it is is they they investigate this a bit more and they destroy the 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 colony that's in the desert but some queens have escaped so there's some queens that have gone somewhere yeah and um they've got to find out where they're starting to make new nests and there's just one guy in a hospital that he's looking outside and he says, oh, I've seen some things go in the sewers. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's basically, you know, you know, what do we do? Do we gas them or do we burn them out or what? But it all ends up um, excellent in the end. So that's basically the story. But it's got, it's just, it's just got so much sort of atmosphere about it, I think. And, uh, um, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Uh, mm. You know, it's a real atmospheric film. And... Um, even Leonard Nimoy pops up in it. He's like, yep, I think it was his first role. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy is like one of the one of the GIs, one of the soldiers that that has to go in. I think he comes in, says one line, and then uh, then he's he's disappeared. I don't think he was credited or anything. But yeah. Well, you see, now that's a because there was a guy who I saw and I thought he looked familiar, but it didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it didn't clock. Yeah. I so. did, you know, I, 
is he might be the one who's driving one of the jeeps yeah when the guy goes into the when the guy says hang on i hear us on kill the engines kill the, kill engines. the engines yeah <laughs> oh i can just see in my little notes i've got on my computer screen here yeah it says leonard nimoy has a small uncredited part as a u.s army staff sergeant in the communications room okay that wouldn't cool. be the one i was thinking Damn. of that but but there's also other, other people we wouldn't recognize now but yeah there's lots of other people who've sort of popped up yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's it's quite a few people. I think originally this film was was they were talking about making it in color and 3D because of budget cuts. You know they didn't do it because around that time, you know, it came from another world. Yeah, all those those type. It's great. Well, yeah, because obviously the things that this was in the 50s, and I think 50s is almost seems as like the birthplace of the creature feature. Yeah, because it's it's. Uh, and people always say that there were so many of them because at that time you had the whole Cold War thing yeah. and the whole idea of mutually assured destruction and whether the world was going to, whether humans were going to destroy ourselves with by using nuclear weapons. nuclear weapons. And they did all the nuclear testing, didn't they, in yeah. the desert? In the desert. Well, yes. not that far from, you know, they did it in the Bikini Atoll as well, didn't they? And they did it yeah. in, off New Zealand and well, yeah, there's a the desert. There's, think... a, there's a famous photo of Las Vegas when they did the, the test and you can actually see they got... A, picture of las vegas with a mushroom, mushroom cloud, cloud in, in the, the back. back yeah yeah so it's so close to populated areas i think they probably didn't realize what the implications were at the time but they also were feared with these giant mutated beasts weren't they they were really really thinking that nuclear would cause these gross these mutations all sorts of things well, yeah. yeah because they're always seen as an allegory as they're uh, for you know what could happen and all like what could come and wipe mankind yeah. out and all that kind of when stuff. man interferes with nature yeah so i mean so. even even what we've, we've spoken about um uh, what's it called the day the earth stood still yeah and how and sometimes they very much wear their heart on their sleeve and i think this is a film that very much does that and it says it, it says it even in the in the trailer it says like okay yeah this nuclear things look what the nuclear things have caused what's that going to do we're going to end up wiping the man out because our time is as the dominant species and yeah. so this film is very it it's it doesn't make any bones about coming down on the side of what are we doing with all this nuclear stuff? We don't know what it's going to do, and it's like, and it's almost like using the whole idea of giant ants as a comment, yeah. as a comment on what what was going on at the time with the with all the nuclear testing and stuff. But I think ants are, are interesting creatures anyway. I think they're they're fascinating. Because the way they work. Guys, yeah, with the way yeah. they work, and um, they can take it's down much bigger prey as well. It's only humans and ants that wage war on their own kind. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. as I was saying, like you know, your different bits you need. You do have a a a an expert, an ant expert. You always comes got, in. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the, the ant expert who comes into the, comes in, and he sort of, he does this whole thing, and there's this is a very effective scene where he essentially, where obviously all these army people are thinking, what, giant ants? We don't believe what you're talking about. And he goes, okay, let me tell you what we're up against. And he goes through essentially what the ant is like. And he was like, the ant is the only animal, is the only animal apart from humans that wages war, mm. that plans it and goes for it and doesn't give up until the war is over. And he does this really effective thing that makes, and I feel like it's just kind of like the ants and the film. When you said about tension, I think the film is awesome at yeah. building that tension. Yeah, I'd like it, and it holding back and holding back and not showing you what this thing is, even like, though you just hear the noise as well, though, don't you? Yeah, so you yeah. can hear the. You, you can hear the noise. You can hear the squeaky bicycle wheel. You can hear all that, <laughs> but it it does such a good job of like you know of holding back and because everybody who went to the cinema would have seen the poster would have seen that it was a giant ant, mm. would have seen the trailer, known that, okay, we're going to see some giant ants. But yeah, even this is going to be funny. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> even then, it takes its time to before it shows you even one ant. And the, the first reveal of the ant as well, 
where the ladies are like the scientists who scientist's daughter who's also a scientist herself yeah. also also an ant expert she's in the desert and they're like she's bending and looking at like one of the footprints and then all of a sudden you just see these antenna come that's, over yeah, yeah, over yeah. the come over the dude <laughs> and i'm just like oh that's awesome that's, and especially uh, comparing bearing in mind that it was 1954 amazing effects yeah definitely de- definitely for that time i mean the effects yeah. for incredible really I mean, we, we had an ant program on here a few weeks ago, didn't we? Do you remember Phase 4? Phase 4. four. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, we yeah. spoke about Phase 4. Have you seen four. that yet? I still haven't seen no, Phase so, 4. Oh, but anyway, back to this. Yeah, I think the effects for the time, because they were quite convincing as ants, aren't yeah. they? They're not like, they don't look like, like big old things. ridiculous yeah, yeah. ants. You know, they look, they, they do actually, they're shaped like ants with the mandibles. Yeah, they've obviously whatever. got the proper, all the right anatomical features, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the good thing is also that they're all puppets. Like, I think all the massive ants in this, they're all puppets because you can see how the way people are interacting with them and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, they are there. You can see that they are there. Yeah. And like when the, with the mandibles, when they come and they catch somebody catch in the someone, mandibles. Yeah. <laughs> and the, towards the end of the film, where they end up in L.A. and they're like, oh, all the ants have gotten into the tunnels and the sewers below L.A. and all that. And I think just the way they build it, even the science exposition, it doesn't feel like they're just trying to... Like, it feels like they're building a case for how horrible these things are. That's it. So by the time they get to the point, when they where did they go? They're in the sewers. I'm just kind of like, oh my god, they are screwed. Screwed, yeah, everyone's screwed. <laughs> you're doomed. You're I was like, doomed. That, that's it. Game over. <laughs> Game you're all, over. You're all done. You're all dead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but, but I, I think Ant. But as I say, fascinated with ants, and I even really enjoyed that. Is it Woody Allen ants? Is he the one in ants? Yeah, he did. That, oh yeah, that the, movie ants, ants ants, the movie ants. Ants. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a good movie too. I thought that was quite interesting. So I must really really like ants. Must, yeah, must <laughs> I must 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 be an ant person, I suppose, rather than a termite person. Well, I, I think I think ants. <laughs> I wonder if this film should do. Has there ever been a film about termites? Termites. I, I don't think. Termites. But they don't. They're not in this country, so I suppose we don't. If they do, then we probably haven't. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because termites build up and ants go I know, down. Little termites just go through all the wood. Yeah, yeah they, they sort of but, but they build like you get like termite mounds. So, yeah. So you do get ant hills. Yeah, little things where they got rid of all the stuff that's... Yeah, that's but then up. they do tunnel underground. They have yeah. amazing tent... Yeah. They do. You can get a formicary. And so I think I think an ant colony is called a formicary if you have them as pets. Oh, the whole Golly. thing where they have the, the whole glass, glass window thing, where you yeah. can look through we the... We can watch them. See what's going on. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I do think... I, I agree with you. I think ants are fascinating. And I think they are actually quite cinematic. So they, they, keep, they yeah. keep showing up. I mean, most recently in Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. I was going to say. Ant-Man yeah, released good last year. Yeah. And I, I think... They, I mean, when he's running with all the different... Yeah. Size ants, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great shot, isn't it? Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I think any the bits no, where he's under he's underground in yeah. like the ants in in like the ants colony those, and running those, around in there. Those big beasts <laughs> with the big mandibles, isn't there? There's like some giant ones. Big, yeah. Ever been bitten by a big ant? I've no. been bitten by the little nippers. Oh yeah, they they some of them are quite painful. I've well, actually eaten that when I was in Australia. I, you get some ants that have got green bodies. Yeah. And you just suck the abdomens and taste a bit like lime. They're on trees mm. and stuff. Well, yeah, well, I mean, sorry, Ricardo. <laughs> growing up in Nigeria, we always had all sorts of ants. We I was going like, to say, yeah, we had, we had fire ants and we had soldier oh, ants. Soldier ants, painful, aren't they? Yeah, for, yeah. There were some ants that, like, let's say, you'd be asleep, and yeah. obviously, well, because ants were everywhere, and so you'd be asleep and you'd wake up with this rash on you, and apparently it was just because this ant had been walking along you at mm. night while you were asleep and you didn't notice. Then you wake up and you're like, oh my god, Jesus. I've been. But those, anted. there is those soldier ants. There was a film called, the, I think it was called The Naked Jungle or The Naked Prey. Might have been The Naked Prey, but that was about soldier ants. And um, that was where, because they just go on a march, don't they? 
like mm-hmm. they just go on yeah, and, they, and anything it doesn't matter what's in their way they just they just take it out yeah and there's a film i'm pretty sure it's called the naked naked prey or naked jungle i'll have to think have what that's called yeah but that's yeah. Uh, that's a good one but i've watched a documentary on it as well and the people let them in their houses because they clean out their houses they just <laughs> let them in because they just go in and get rid of all the bugs get rid of every bug and then just all clear <laughs> off and then they go take take all the sugar leave yeah <laughs> yeah i did that that's yeah have you ever had that as well with ants like they come like they, they seem to form the, a thing i thought they, they, form, like, they form like yeah. a, essentially like, like a, a conveyor belt they do don't they yeah, yeah. Just, oh yeah we used to have them where we'd have like usually um when we're growing up there'll be a crack in the wall and then you see a line and they'll, it'll just disappear into the there were usually two lines one going into it and one coming out from it and they and they were so they were they were like massively organized. Yeah, I mean ants are massively organized, and I think that's part of the power of the film. Them, they get across how organized ants are. Yeah, and then they let you it. know if they get out, we are doomed. We're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if and, they like, become the dominant species, then they really know how to take over. Yeah, and, and it's and I just feel like that that's that's just a big part of the film, and I think the the fact that. And it has nuances to it. Yeah. I found. I found. Sorry, I'm still a bit like you know, whoa, because I just finished watching it. So <laughs> it, it has nuances to it, like the fact that you have the. It, it starts off with like you know the whole because this was actually released just realized in the same year as Godzilla. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, another ah, radiation. It was another radiation one. Radiation yeah. mutants. So the, you had the Japanese side of the radiation thing, which was Godzilla, massive thing, mm. and then you now had like the this was American one, which were the ants and everything. And they, they have this whole thing where the film keeps... Because you think, okay, we've got the scientists, we've got this now. And then they go to the first bit and you think they found it. Now it's going to be a massive fight for the next of the film. Yeah. And they get rid of all the ants and you're like, oh, oh, that's okay. it. And they go, oh, dear. Hmm. We think two escaped. And as I, we think it was the queen who escaped. And then they have this whole search of the going around the whole country trying to figure out where these ants have gotten to. Which I just think is brilliant. And then the fact, like you mentioned, the guy who is like the guy who got locked up in a loony bin because he saw these flying saucers yeah. shaped like ants. ants. And the other guy who gets locked, who's the alcoholic, so nobody believes anything he That's says. <laughs> and I, th- I think the way they just build them, they make the whole thing about the, then have this whole bit where there's a father who's found dead. But the last time he was seen alive, he was with his two kids. So everybody's yep. like, oh, my God, oh, where no. are these kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it becomes this search for these kids. And I think it's just so, it's so expertly plays on, I think, a lot of fears that yeah. people would have had at this time. But at the same time, puts together a really, really good, so like a, a, a good movie. And I think like some of these creature features, especially the 50 ones, they were there to scare you into thinking, oh, what are the possibilities? And at the same time, entertain. Mm-hmm. And I think... They th- that I think them does that perfectly. Yeah, them, it's just them a, both perfectly. I, th- I, yeah. I don't think I've heard anyone say a bad thing about them. No, I think it, well, I think it's one of those ones that sets the standard, doesn't it? That you don't reveal your your creature too soon. Yeah. That you you maintain a story where you think you've got the creature, then it. Yep. Yep. It There's something else comes back up, yeah. or it, something happens, and then you have to have strong leads, but not necessarily all the leads survive to the end. Because mm-hmm. often you get introduced to a character and you think, "Oh, this is our hero," and then you go, "Oh, maybe it's not our hero," <laughs> and then you know, or they're flawed heroes, or there's something. But you know, it sort of sets the standard for other films. I think we're likely to it see. Really does. I've just just found out that yeah, the Naked Jungle, the Naked 1954. Jungle, 1954. Yeah, so, so 54. Yeah. But this is uh, legions of army ants will strike in a few days' time. So. Uh, <laughs> That's a good film. We'll catch up on if you watch that. Legions of Army Ants. They just have like an ant special. Yeah, I think they tried. From what I can remember in the film, it was a long time. I was, it's Charlton Heston's in it, so it can't be. It oh, really? Be, yeah, Charlton, Charlton Heston. Heston so punching got, an ant in the face. Yeah. What yeah. more do you want? I, I think they tried to stop him with fire, but I think they still 
That's what I remember. I remember all these these black ants. Yeah. Loads of them. Anyway. Yeah, but I think it's good. All I can say is go watch them, and a squeaky bicycle wheel will freak you out for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that sound. It's such a it's, it's such a, it's a unique sound. It's it? a yeah. unique sound. It's, yeah. So that each time it shows up in the film, you know straight away. Oh my God, that's what that yeah. means. Uh, so because you hear it all before you even see the ants. Yeah, you, you hear, hear that. Noise. Remember that, and it's like. Oh, and doesn't the little girl react and, to that noise? They stop and listen, don't they? Does what? Doesn't the little girl react? You know, the one who's like in a catatonic state. Doesn't she sort of go? or something when oh, she hears yeah. the sound the first time you because you have the catatonic girl and then they put it in the back of the ambulance mm. and then the sound start, uh, she's lying down she hasn't mm. she hasn't said anything then the sound kicks off and then she sits she sits up but nobody notices because yeah. they're all looking away she sits up and she's just like <gasps> <gasps> then the sound dies away and then she just lies back down <laughs> so it's like and i think so it's things like, yeah. it's just so well done just building up that tension and, and i think it's it ends up being an influence that kind of stuff i'm not sure if, i don't think it wasn't the first one but I think it's a very good example of how to make one. Yeah. And I think it the some of the things we've mentioned will show up in some of the other films we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Mm. So thank you very much, Giles. Them. 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 Very, very good film. And uh, yeah, and, and I think as a hidden gem, because not that many people know about it, I think it's it's worth it's worth um, searching out on the internet like I did earlier today. But <laughs> never mind. Is it? <laughs> you only watched it today, did you? Tell? Only watched it today. What, the first on, time. Is it on? What is it on? YouTube then it's somewhere on the internet yeah oh right okay (laughs) cool it's somewhere the internet I I never watched it before I think I'd heard the title Mm. I always confused it with They Live but um, but yeah so yeah good film good film oh and now we go into a patient choice so every Friday evening I go into the hospital and go to our pet word Alveston where I picked somebody and we just have a chat little chat about like you know their lives and going to the cinema what was the first one they saw in the cinema Today, I bumped into Sue, and um, so yeah, today I bumped into Sue, who told me about the first one she ever saw, and this is what Sue had to say. Okay, sorry, um, think that's your name, I'm Tosin. Um, Susan Holden. Susan Holden, okay. Yeah. So Sue, uh, so you, you want to tell me your favourite film, or you want to tell me the first film you ever saw at the cinema? The Lion King. The Lion King was the first film you ever saw? Yeah. Oh, that, that, means, that was, it took you a while to get to the cinema. Didn't you? Yeah, it did. <laughs> I think I couldn't afford it. <laughs> okay, so could you just tell me the story about how Lion King came to be the first one you saw at the cinema? Um, because of Baloo. I like Baloo. Okay. I think he's a bear, I think. Oh, you think of the Jungle Book? That's it. <laughs> what did I say? Good. You said Lion King. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that came out later, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Lion King was like in 94, but yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the um, other one was earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So who did you see the Jungle Book with? Um, I think it was my mum. My mum come with me. She liked it as well. Or Sound of Music I liked. Alright, yeah. Yes, I did enjoy that as well. Great film. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Okay, so I didn't go to many anyway. Not really. And when I went to the other one in Newport, Courtney brushed me drums out of my ears. It was that loud, unbelievable, honest. I couldn't believe how loud it was. It was unbelievable. You know. <laughs> you can laugh. It's <laughs> <Are you> funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean to talk about the noise. Oh, so if we go back to the jungle book, you were talking about Baloo. So is, is, is he like the f- thing that you remember the most from the jungle book? Or? Yeah. Yeah, and the little boy. Mowgli. Mowgli. Mm. 
Yes, I quite like that. I watched it the other day, actually. Played it on um, TV. Have you seen the new movie, the new movie version they have out at the moment? Didn't like it. You didn't like it? Oh. I did not like it. I what, like what? the old original one. Yeah, what didn't you like about it? It didn't, it didn't, kind of didn't sound the same, really. It's like, um, what was the other Popeye, that's different. Mm-hmm. It's just like the Flintstones, that's different. You know, they've changed it so much. It's unbelievable. You know, but well, I do go back to the old ones. <laughs> well, that's quite good because our show's called They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. No, they don't. They don't. No, the old films are better. So, is there any film, you, uh, any song you'd like us to play from The Jungle Book? Oh, I can't remember. I think there's a Jungle Book itself, and there's this. Well, there's there's a song that Baloo sings. Yeah, but so I can't remember what it is. Is it look for the bare that's necessities? It, that's the one. Okay, that's cool. The, yeah, that's we'll the one. We'll dig that out. We'll dig that yeah. out. Okay, so yeah, um, they catch your name. I'm Tosin. Susan Holden. All you gotta do is look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stress. I mean a bare necessities, that's why a bear can rest at ease with just the bare necessities of life. Yeah, with just the bare necessities of life. Beautiful. That's real jungle harmony. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's real jungle harmony. He's got a great voice, actually, hasn't he? The guy who plays Baloo. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I should have checked that. Actually, because that's the thing that's awesome, but I, you don't know who did it. No, you don't but, know that voice. I'm thinking, who is that? Didn't know. You think it's got a bit of Dean Martin about it, but it's got a bit of something else about it. It's like, who is that? Okay, talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. I'm going to go find okay. out who did the voice of Baloo. <laughs> I, I was just saying, um, I don't know about you, Toes, and have you ever seen the 1942 Jungle Book? No. No, you haven't. No. But, but I think, was, I'm, I'm trying to think, when you I said it, I thought it does bring. Ring, ring bells actually it's, it's, it's an excellent movie really really good movie I mean there's no no music in it there's no songs but it starts off with like a, a guy in a turban and he's telling the story he says and best beloved you know so it's like like the original Kipling story yeah and it's um yeah no it's that's if you like the jungle book it's worth checking that out somewhere yeah you know how I struggle with animation I struggle I with know. all I do <laughs> yeah. but it's not really animation no, this is live action well I know the original jungle the, book is the but private, the, this yeah. the one that, oh yeah the animation one yeah. the, the it, Disney sorry? the Disney version I've got Disney it's Susan Susan yes Susan. the one that Susan mentioned yeah I, I actually I only saw that within the last 10 years yeah for the first time because my friends were just hor- well, they always they're horrified when I say, "Oh, I just haven't seen these films." Because, mm. well, they just don't really appeal. And they said, "You have got to watch. You got to watch Jungle Book." <laughs> and they gave me the video. It was on video cassette because they'd had it yeah. since like their childhood. And I still had a working video recorder at home. And they said, "You've got to watch it." And basically, I was due to meet them, and I'd had it like for about two months. Said, have you watched it yet? And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so they said right bring the video back tonight and I was like oh crumbs so I that day <laughs> the last day I put it on in the morning thinking oh, I'll do it while I'm doing my house fan mm. and I actually really enjoyed it did you enjoy it? Yeah. I did but it takes me ages to get into animation normally mm. once I get in past that first sort of quarter of an hour then I can let it wash over me and I can enjoy it but I just sort of go oh I don't want to watch cartoons in, in that cartoon I like the snake the best oh cast oh, the car yeah. in me just in me I think that's the voice of Winnie eyes. the Pooh, yeah. isn't it? 
and then Shere Khan put. I was hoping that was going to happen in the in the new Jungle Book, but he didn't get pulled down. But as just before he's going to coil around Mowgli, yeah. old Shere Khan pulls him down. And yeah, goes, yeah. Just shows his little claw, doesn't he? And he, yeah. yeah. George Sanders' voice was yeah. brilliant. Okay, yeah. the voice of Baloo. There's yes. a guy called Phil Harris. Phil Harris, he's been in. A I few know things, someone I called think. Phil Harris, but not the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, any relationship? I bet his voice loads. Nothing to me. No, I don't know. Well. I, Hopefully, it might be. Okay, okay, but he also voiced another character, another animal in another Disney movie. Oh, that's a quiz question. Which, which I think, and this is one I think you would like, because this Disney movie is based on a character that was famously played by one of your favorite actors. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So think about it. Another think on that one. Another animal. Think about Baloo's voice, and then think about which other Disney movie. Made it like run up definitely within a decade of each other. Right. Made around that time has a character that sounds like that. But I'll leave, I'll leave you thinking about the way you think we're going. To, I but... think I think I might have a have a guess. Can I have a guess now? Yeah, go ahead, have a guess. Okay, I'm going to say um, Thomas O'Malley in Aristocats. No. Nope. No. Nope. No, I was thinking of Top Cat, but I think that. Was <laughs> no, out. no, no. Top Cat wasn't Disney. No. No. Yeah. Uh, you see animation. Hannah Barbera, I think. <laughs> was it Hannah Barbera? Yeah, Top Cat yeah, 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 yeah. is Hannah Barbera. Yeah. So we're talking about this is a Disney feature length movie. Feature- oh, a movie, a film, yeah. what live action feature- film? No, 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 no. no. Uh, like uh, animated. Feature length cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Maybe within 10 years. Before or after Jungle Book? Too many asking. questions. Too many now questions. Now you are asking. Oh, okay. oh, it's made after. Definitely made after. <laughs> made, oh. Definitely made after. Okay, yeah. that will give me some thought then. Yeah, it's definitely made after. So it's. um Ah, Robin Hood? Yeah. Yeah. Had to be, didn't it? Based on a character that I like. Yeah, yeah. which character? <laughs> which, which character do you reckon he. he which character? Well, I would say. I would have, would have said. Robin Hood, but I think it must be yeah. Little John. It is Little John. <laughs> so, Just so, for the size. So apparently he's a guy who they go, we need a bear to be voiced. Bring in Phil Harris. Oh, <laughs> because Robin Little Hood John. Little John, right in front of <laughs> It's like, because when he goes, I just remember there's a line from Robin Hood that he says, which I think is just, and it's very Baloo-esque, where he goes, hey, who's driving this flying umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and you just kind of like, oh yeah, that's it. But I think The Jungle Book, obviously it's beloved. It is oh, yeah. just such mm. a... I mean, obviously, from the Kipling story, which is a lot darker before Disney got their hands on it, like most things are before Disney get their hands on it. It's, it was it was a lot darker and everything like that. And I think the latest film that was made, because when uh, Susan said that she didn't like the late the new thing, I'm hoping she was talking about the TV series of the Jungle Book Jungle that's Book. animated mm. and not the new film, because I really quite like the new the film. New film yeah, like the new film was fantastic. We've spoken about the new film, I thought, was excellent. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that they, they took elements from it. I, I remember, and obviously, the bare necessities... That's the film, that's a song that everybody just kind of like goes, Jungle Yay. Book, Bare Necessities. And I remember when the trailer for the new Jungle Book came out and I wasn't sure if this was going to work. I was like, I'm not sure if they're going to do mm. it. But there's a bit in the trailer where they have this orchestral arrangement of Bare Necessities that's done like this sort of adventure score. And once that piped up, I was like, yes, yes, I am there. I am in the cinema. Take my money. It was so well done, wasn't it? That it was, film, so, that? It was well so well done. So it was well just... done. Well, you tend to forget about the animated Disney um, Jungle Book that there is actually a plot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you tend to think it's just, but um, it's just like having these happen, adventures. Things happen, things happen, but yeah. you, you forget about the plot. Yeah, yeah and I think yeah. with the new one, you do get to see this plot. You know, this desire to get the fire. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the fire, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And in the original, the, the well, not the original, the animated one, you tend to forget. Yeah, there's actually a plot and peril in in there yeah. because yeah. you just remember all the different songs. Yeah, and and the but that, am I? 
Is it like the Beatles are in it? Is there vul- is the vultures in that? The, the, vul- like the, in the vultures, the, the, they have these four vultures yeah, that yeah, are yeah. modeled on the Beatles and <laughs> show up with Liverpoolian accents. Yeah. So, so like, and they, that's, that's great. I remember and that. they dance around on this branch singing this song all about that's what friends are for and all that kind of stuff before share car. And obviously this tiger that everybody's freaked out about shows up and just sort of like scatters them. <laughs> but and all right okay obviously we're talking about creature features today but obviously whenever we go and do going to the hos- hospital and speak to somebody that's a bit of a wild card and it takes things off but yeah. to try and to try and sort of coral things back on the scene in the where he meets king louis in the new jungle book that's that's just been released where he meets king louis yeah. and i think what you were saying about the plot they make it a lot more obvious what king louis is after yeah, what his yeah. motivation is yeah. and he's a bad guy and he's I didn't not necessarily he a good was, guy yeah. yeah i didn't realize he was so sinister yeah, yeah. no he's certainly he's got his own own agenda isn't like, he's just fun isn't he in mm. the cartoon in the, well in the cartoon he's fun but when you actually read between the lines you realize that what they did in the film is exactly what king louis is doing yeah he's pretty much kidnapping mowgli and he's saying, I'm not letting you go. So when he's singing, it's all, ooby-doo, yeah. I want to be, be like, like you. you. It sounds all nice and happy. Yeah. But he's essentially saying, I'm not letting you go. You're not going anywhere until I get what I want from you. Yeah, maybe you just miss these subtleties because you're just enjoying the music and the, the yeah, because it's, it's, it's Disney. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say something about Phil Harris. He did do Thomas O'Malley as well. Did he? Yeah, did he? he did. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I thought he would. When you said Thomas O'Malley, I was like, <laughs> actually, possibly. Yeah, I don't, he did. That's, that's the one I was thinking of. But I was like, possibly. I'm it sounds like it. so mad. <laughs> that's, in fact, that's probably one of my favorite Disney Everybody films. Everybody wants to be, be a cat. cat. That's a great tune, isn't it? That cat's is just the only cat who knows, knows where it's at. at. I haven't Everybody's seen it. Everybody's picking <laughs> on a feline beat. <laughs> That's great. The Aristocats is a good one. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it all the way a through. square with a horn. That's real, like, we were talking about beatniks the other day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That word, beatniks. Totally, totally. A square with a horn. You could probably look through history just look by looking at Disney movies and what they've aped. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But, um, thank so you there's so- some good choices. And Sound of Music, good choice. Yeah, Sound yeah. of Music, brilliant choice. It's not yeah, a huge feature, but we still like it. Yeah, I, I think Sound of Music, I actually think that it is... It is objectively wrong to not like that movie yeah yeah i think so i mean um as i say you would think but i've I, had I, a I'd sound of music party it. yeah mm. i bet i know the bit you like you'd be i am 16 i remember that one that always sticks in my mind and that's only from the dawn dawn french and french and saunders sketch yeah. where she kicks the, that's great isn't it they were great those spoofs no i always like edelweiss that was always my oh favorite. no I know oh, you hate that's, it. That's, You're a I hate it. Bloke, Everybody though. hates it. All that. blokes hate Edelweiss. Like, the ladies love it. I like Edelweiss. No. It's I like my the, favorite song. I like Edelweiss even when I was a kid. I like the <laughs> hello, goodbye. So long, you. farewell, Avidas, and goodbye. <laughs> And, and, and raindrops and, and roses. Oh, that was really <laughs> nice. You've got quite a nice singing voice there. I think I love... There's there's hardly any song in Sound of Music that I do not like. No. I have confidence in confidence yeah. is me. <laughs> yes, I often look at that when people walk with like briefcases, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I often think about singing that song. Yeah, they're, they're cracking songs they, all the way through. They really are, yeah. Even the one that's, I think, the slightly embarrassing song to me is when um, Captain Von Trapp and Mira are singing in the summer house. They're singing, you know, I must have had a wicked oh, childhood. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. it's slightly embarrassing, but it's still yeah, a good I, song. I think it's still a good, that's the one song I think where I'm kind of like, mm, mm. 
Yeah, I just find it slightly embarrassing, that's all. It's like, so whether in my youth or childhood, I must have done something. <laughs> Doesn't he, does he kiss her nose at one point? Which I, maybe that's why yes, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, oh, just he don't does. do that. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, that's one thing. Like, oh, don't do that. Nothing <laughs> goes for nothing, nothing ever could. Anyway, so thank you very so, much. So two good choices. Yeah, I mean, good choices. Though. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you so much, Susan, for that, for writing us about Robin Hood. Uh, no, no Robin Hood. Jungle, jungle book, book. The Jungle Book. Yeah, and oh, the Jungle Book and the wonders of it and everything. And please, Susan, if you can find the new one, the new live action one with animated animals and everything like that. Not the anim, not the cartoon, but it has like a real life boy playing Mowgli. Made in this year, made 2016. Do track it down. I do think that this one might make you think twice about. Yeah. Well, ev- well, every now and then they do make them like they used to. And, <laughs> and the Jungle Book 2016, I think, definitely does definitely, that. Yeah. So back on track with our creature features. So we the now we as we said we've turned it around. We're going to talk about a classic of the of, of it. We all go to a, a film quiz every Thursday evening at the Cineworld, and somebody at the film quiz, actually Cineworld employee Macy, chose this next film, and she said that this was like you know her. Um, that she said, oh yeah, this film, love it, brilliant film. And now we are going to play the trailer from this film. Well, well yeah, obviously by the time you play the trailer, you figure out exactly what film we're talking about. But um, yeah, we're going to play the trailer from this film and just bear in mind how they sold the other one, how they sold them. Listen to this and see if you can spot any slight influence in what came like decades later. No, wrong one. Hang on. There it is. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. <laughs> this is Universal's extraordinary motion picture version of Peter Benchley's best-selling novel, Jaws. I just found out that a girl got killed here last week. And you knew it. You knew there was a shark out there. <laughs> you knew it was dangerous. But you let people go swimming anyway. dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, an eating machine. We're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. Bad fish, but I'll catch him and kill him. Did you hear your father out of the water now? This shark, swallow you whole. You're going to need a bigger boat. 
That's a 20-footer. 25. Three tons of him. Hurry up, he's coming straight for us. Don't screw it up now. Don't wait for me. Now! Shoot! Watch the tail. Give him room! I can't swing a run! Oh! Hurry! I can't hold it! Hurry! None of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, Jaws. See it before you go swimming. I think that would be a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, who's going to go swimming then? <laughs> go, go see it before you, see it before you go swimming. But no, I, no, I am a big fan of when they try and, when they figure out a way of putting the title of the film into like, you know, the script. Yeah. It's as if God created the devil and gave him Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> I just think, oh, I'm just like, oh, come on, that's, that's awesome. But I think it's funny because that was the 70s and you look at, Looking at the seventies, and you look at the fact that them was made in the fifties, but it's it's almost like the same trailer. Yeah, it <laughs> is more or less. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like the same trailer. You have all those elements in there. Even in the trailer, you obviously have the creature. You have the shark. You have um the expert on the creature. That's the Richard Dreyfus character who comes yeah. in. It's like, is it yeah. true that uh, like you know most people only get attacked by sharks in three feet of water, ten feet from the beach? Say like, yeah. And there's you have the guy who needs to who's needed to shoot the qu- creature, and that's Robert Shaw sure, as yeah. Quinn. Two shows shows the, up going he's like he's a tough guy. He's a tough, uh, tough and wise person whose only job and all he cares about in the film is I need to kill that creature because that's what I'm here to do. I've got to kill the creature. Yeah. And then you have the government establishing guys who were, who were sort of saying, oh, no, no, we can't close the beach because if you yell shark, then we're not going to make any money because people are going to run away from the beach. Say barracuda because, yay, nobody really cares about those and all that sort of stuff. And obviously, this is Steven Spielberg. This was his, uh, it was his first big movie. His first one called Blockbuster, isn't it? Yeah, he, yeah. yeah they essentially, called it Blockbuster. Essentially, yeah. They, they invented the term Blockbuster because of this film. People queuing up, yeah. Yeah, people que- queuing up around the block, which is a, an American term for, I don't even think we have us. No, because we don't build on a grid system, do yeah, we? Yeah, no, so we, we don't. don't we don't even blocks. have them over here. But yeah, the American, the, well, going up, people going around the block to, to just queuing up to see this film. <laughs> it's like, and... Obviously, I mean, I mean Spielberg. I, I just think one of the things I, re- I remember I saw just another film I saw way, way after everybody else had seen it. <laughs> everybody was talking about it, and I knew about it, and eventually saw it. And it's a similar thing, like you know, effective thing over the creature feature. You don't see the shark for ages. No, that's the thing. One of the key things mm. about Jaws, yeah. isn't it? You don't see him. Yeah, the shark is the shark isn't. He doesn't show up until the final third of the film, mm. which is the first time you actually see the shark. But many people, I mean, and but there's all these things that he does, like how he kicks off with that woman who goes swimming and yeah. everything like that. And she's dun, going dun. out there and you're thinking, oh, what kind of film is this? And then all of a sudden you have that dun dun. Yeah. That's, 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 effect, that's effective with because she goes under, first of all, doesn't she? She gets yeah, like, she pulled just, under like, and then she comes up again. Yeah. I mean, obviously, round about that time, I was fascinated, fascinated by ants, fascinated by sharks. And and I bought this book called Shark Attack. It was Jaws was all fiction. This is all fact. And it was mm. like a document yeah, of all yeah. the 
and it says that most of the experiences they first it's almost like they have a taste so they they, they take they a bite talk, they yeah. take a bite first and then the second one is when they well, uh, well, because because it's, it's all about the blood for the shark. It is. So yeah. they, they might, they'll see something and then they'll figure out, they'll try to figure out if this is food or not. Or how, if they have a nip and then blood comes out. Oh, it's food. But I, <laughs> I, I think go. the opening scene is, is, is really, really good. It's really like, effective. It's like, yeah, Definitely really effective because yeah. it's like a jerk, isn't there? She's like, ah, whoa, ah, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't know what's going on. No, it she is, doesn't, it is she doesn't realise yeah. what's going on. So... And then it's the pain kicks in, and yeah. then it's you know, horrible. Isn't it? When she's dragged about, she's dragged back and forth, That's didn't it, yeah. she? Yeah. And yeah. you can see her going. Ah. I, I, the, the thing is, the fact that you can see that something is attacking her, but you you don't know what it is, don't and you can't is. see it. Yeah. And I I just I just think it it's is. for me the bit that got me. What What did you say? You can't see how big the shark is. You know, you know that it's a monster out there, but you just don't see how that it is. This twenty-five foot shark. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I just find it funny. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But, no, but the thing is that the and also I think, but there's a scene in it. Or the, I think it has to do with the pier and some fishermen. Yeah, that was making me laugh. The, the bit where they go underwater and like the, the head comes out. You know. You oh, that's when that they're, they're looking for the on. fishing boat. Yeah. Yeah, when they're looking, that's what I was laughing at, and I was just I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I think it's a different scene I'm talking about. Oh, is it? The scene oh, yeah. is where these two old boys are fishing on a pier, and they at the night. Yeah, at night, and then haven't they thrown some bait out or something? They've thrown some bait out, and, and then it's something tied grabs to the, the bait. Pier. Oh, right. It's, something grabs the bait, and then it pulls, and it essentially breaks the pier off. Oh, so, yeah. so a bit of the pier goes off into the distance and just sort of like floats away. And then there's this scene I always remember where the bit of the pier floats away. And then the bit of the pier turns around, and, and it starts back. coming back. Coming back. <laughs> and that bit, I was just kind of like. Oh, that's genius! Yeah. Because without, so the guys are sitting there going, "What the heck? Is it? What happened?" And they're, they're wondering what happens. And all of a sudden, once it starts turning back, they don't care what happened. They just no. want to get like, out, get of, out the of the water. water. Yeah. Yeah. Of, and I and I think that that was like the genius of the film. That was clever. So that you don't actually see the shark until that we're going to need a bigger boat moment. Yeah. And it's so I think it's like when you actually do see the shark. And I think some of it was was imposed on on Steven Spielberg. Because if you ever if you ever read about the history of Jaws, they had serious trouble with the shark. They just couldn't get the shark to work. The shark, properly. the shark just wasn't working. The shark wasn't working. The clue, the crew got ill. They just and I think by the end of it, they, they named the shark Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> they named the shark Bruce, and they were just kind of like cursing the shark, and they just wanted to be done with it. So I think keeping the shark to a minimum was actually partly imposed. But I think that's part of what makes Jaws so powerful yeah. because it lets your imagination figure yeah. think. What the heck is out there <laughs> before you before you finally actually see the shark? And when you do see him, sometimes because the effects of those days, I think that's the only thing that lets Jaws down a little bit is the effects. There's one scene when the shark sort of jumps on the boat at the very end, yeah. Oh, yeah and you yeah. think that doesn't look quite real, does it? Yeah. When it is snapping away, yeah, you say you do the snapping away. away. Yeah. But up until then, you think you're just terrified. It's still terrifying, but when you look at it now, you sort of go, you're cynical, South going, yeah, that's a fake shark. Yeah, that looks like a bit of rubber. <laughs> but uh, hey, there's some great standout scenes though aren't there there is there's brilliant moments in, in that film all the way through you know and I mean Robert Shaw what, yeah, is, it is it Quint Quint, Quint. Quint. Yeah, yeah. in his well. Indianapolis speech and when he says about the Indianapolis yeah which was he which wrote that himself happened. didn't he he wrote yeah. that speech because he they couldn't quite get it right and he said right leave it with me and he went away one night because he was like a notorious alcoholic wasn't he but he had he had the soul of a poet as yeah, often yeah. some of these men are but he went away and he came back with that speech mm. 
And I think I don't know if that's a true story or not, but that we like to no, believe. No, it, it is a true. The, the USS Indianapolis did. was true. But no, I know, no, I know about that. Oh. But about whether Robert Shaw wrote all of it. Himself. Oh right. Oh yeah. yeah. But you'd like to think <laughs> so, it would be because yeah. you know, he was there's actually this a film with Stacey, There's a film with Stacey Keach, which is about the US yes, Indianapolis, yeah. isn't there? Where they they all form the round in in rings and they're fighting off the sharks, aren't they? Yeah, and they're, they're, yeah. so few came back. I don't know what the film's called. It might be called USS Indianapolis. No, I think it's something something that. Something of the shark, isn't it? Something of the shark. Oh yeah, maybe that'd be interesting. We'll have a look at that. Sorry, yeah. But it's, but <laughs> no, that's an movies. extraordinary scene with with Robert Shaw. Yeah. But didn't he? I know this. Didn't he have like a wrangler, so someone who was make sure that he got on set because he was a notorious drinker at that he time. He was. Well, yeah. and he had someone who I had had to go and get him. Well, there there are a couple of people who had that. I think Peter O'Toole, Oliver Reed. Yeah. yeah, Richard Harris, they were known. They were just known for being like massive, massive booze hounds who they had to, they, they were like, they're brilliant and they're great. And when we get them, they give us gold. But yeah. man, they're hard work. Yeah, you've got to keep <laughs> so, someone with them to make sure they get to set on time. Yeah. And yeah. they'd drink them under the table, wouldn't they, within like a day or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ollie Reed. There's that film, character. isn't there, with about, all of, about um, Errol Flynn and one of his wranglers. My, is it? Oh. My Wicked Wicked Ways. Or something. No, no, but he, yeah, it's a film it, about um, how he... I know what you mean. Uh, Doesn't matter. We're side we're digressing, yeah. but Jaws <laughs> cracking. But some outstanding scenes. I was thinking some of my standout scenes. One, yeah, Robert Shaw as Quint with the Indianapolis speech, and and I was thinking about the little boy. Isn't he in his dinghy? He's in his dinghy, not in the sort of the safe bit, like in the boating lake. Oh, is that the get out of the water scene? And they get out of the water, and then they see the shark going underneath like a bridge and into this lagoon area yeah. and doesn't his boat get upset and then a man comes in to get him and the leg gets bitten off and then you see the leg floating to the bottom <laughs> of the water oh yeah I think there is a bit yeah or I remember in, that or bit was that, or was that in a, one of the sequels it wasn't in two was it um, I don't know no but I think uh, that was in the first the, one the because he's I only think... out in his little boat in the lagoon bit and he's like mm. going, only the kiddies go in the lagoon you're going in the lagoon and then... <laughs> the thing is talking of the sequels and that there's another bit I don't know if it's in the original or in a sequel but there's one bit where he tells them all to get out of the water and he shoots at the Yes, and, and it's, he goes, a, it's, it's a, only barracuda, it's only barracuda. It's like a shoal of barracuda. And they're all oh, yeah. Yeah, together. So they all panic. Yeah. Is that in the first one? Do you I, remember? I, I, he I, actually I shoots know the scene, into yeah. the water. He shoots into the water and it's just a school of fish. It's not. And then no one will swim again for hours, will they? So that's got to be the second one, I think. I, I, I don't know. I, I actually cannot remember. Yeah. Okay, because I think, I think the less said about the sequels, the better. I think two is fine, but the rest, you just, yeah, you just wipe them from living memory. What about piranha? <laughs> 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 oh, now that's a different there? kettle of fish why altogether. Why do we have to go there? <laughs> Mako is a great film, which was made a couple of years afterward, called Mako Jaws of Death. <laughs> there is Mako Jaws because there's like all the different types of sharks, but yeah. that film was a bit more sympathetic to the sharks. To the shark. I think Jaws gave sharks a really, really bad. Oh, death. I think <laughs> they were. Yeah, but it's not surprising, is it? No, <laughs> well, it's, not surpri- <laughs> it's not surprising. Yeah, because sometimes I do Gold think. with terror. I do think, especially seeing as I can swim, I do think, well, yeah, that's a shark's home. Why do you want to go hang out in the shark's home? You are the same as my mum. She can't <laughs> swim either. She lived on an island all her life, can't swim. It's like, it's, it's like technically speaking, it's like that's home invasion when you go. It's like the shark has the right of way to, like, you know, get rid of trespassers. <laughs> Tres- yeah. trespassers. And he's got to eat something. And they, eat, they have to eat stuff. Well, yeah, but, but at the same time, yeah, I think it's... Oh, Massive, great, great creature feature. I'm not sure whether Spielberg was thinking particularly of paying homage to things, movies like them or anything like that. I think but he must have done because there's so many, there's so many mirrors, and he's a film buff, isn't he? Yeah, he's a total, he's a total student of film. I think he must have be aware of those. Yeah, I think I think he must have been aware of it, and I, yeah. I do feel like there must have been something in which he sort of went, yeah, we're gonna do this like that. And, uh, 
like there's beats in Jaws, yeah. which are kind of similar. Similar, to, yeah, yeah. But, similar vein. But then again, uh, I'm actually, there's bits of me that, that I'm a bit curious because I, I, I'd like to see somebody try and make a creature feature that doesn't have those beats. It doesn't have like, you know, all these characters that we've mentioned. Yeah. doesn't have all these elements in it. But I just think, I don't think it would work. Eight-legged freaks. Eight leg- <laughs> but Eight-legged freaks has those things. Does it Does it have scientists yeah. and stuff? I mean, it's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, Arachnophobia. Yeah, I haven't seen arachnophobia. Oh. Arachnophobia does have a spider expert, yeah. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. So one without an expert. Julian that Sands. would be really, yeah, really good if you have one without a creature without an expert. Well, what do we do with these? You know. Oh, oh, oh! The birds. The birds. The birds. Yes, that's there definitely. Oh, yeah, the birds, yeah. maybe the birds. because yeah, the birds doesn't. They don't explain anything. No. <laughs> no, that's based on Daphne Tomorrow's short story, and yeah. she doesn't explain a thing in the short story. No, right, you literally you finish the last word, and when I read the short story of the birds, I turned the page thinking, okay, this is not the end of the story. And it is, and you're just going, no, don't leave it there. <laughs> and it just drives you mad. So it never yeah. says what, it what never, causes ever. it. it never oh, says... no, it's the east wind. It's the east wind that it's causes it, but you don't know why. Ah. But all the birds come on the east wind. A bit like the happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all okay. right. Okay, but good. But we, we could go down, there were so yeah, many rabbit holes with this. Yes. Okay, so we, talk, we spoke about the effect of them. Oh, them! The influence um, of them. Yeah, the influence of them on all this of other creature features which led to Jaws and everything. And now we get to the section of the show called The Exception to the Rule. So this is where we pick a film made after 1980 that we still say this is still in those veins and it still sort of like takes from all these things. And the film that we have chosen, well, we're going to just do the whole thing. Well, no, I'm going to tell you first of all what it is. We've chosen a film called Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea... So we've been playing the trailers of all these different films, and now we're going to play the trailer of Deep Blue Sea, so you get an idea of what this is like. And this is this was made in the no in the noughties, I think two thousand and something. Um, yeah, early noughties. Yeah, it was made. It was made in two thousand two thousand and eleven. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was made oh, th- quite recent. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm looking. At, no, 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 it was made earlier than that. But anyway, here's a trailer for the Deep Blue Sea. Beware of passion, Hester. It always leads to something ugly. And who else do you call darling? Anger fades and is replaced by regret. I was the one who wanted to wait for the divorce. You didn't. I'm not blaming you! Now, full marks to anybody who can guess what I just did there. Played the wrong trailer? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That is a trailer from a film called The Deep Blue Sea. But it's the wrong Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> it's the wrong Deep Blue Sea. That sounded a bit that. romantic. I was like, we looked at each other, Chan, thought, oh, we'll go. this is a real trailer with a big misdirection. We'll <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, this is really taking us somewhere different. Yeah. No, no, no. That's actually a movie starring Tom Hiddleston and Rachel Weisz. I've seen that film Called with The Tom Deep Hiddleston. Blue Sea, directed yeah. by Terence Davis. I've not. Rom-com. Yeah. That's what it's. Oh, a, it's no. a romantic movie. It's not a rom com. No com in it. 
No, yeah. no. It's melodrama, if anything. Yeah, oh, it's right. melodrama. Melodrama. It's based on those 50s melodramas that we haven't actually had a special 50s special on melodramas. Yeah, but the but funny thing about that is that there's actually a Vivian Lee movie that was made of this, of the original story of this, called The Deep Blue Sea. But, but yeah, sorry, I just couldn't resist that when I just... <laughs> just for the look on your faces when you were like... Going, <laughs> you're thinking, what? creature feature? What the creature heck? Feature. <laughs> I thought this was some sort of, you know, if you'd just seen the trailer and then the film was totally different. Oh, so they could. They're going really deep with this trailer, yeah. aren't they? The motivation... <laughs> why you would mess around with sharks <laughs> <laughs> okay no this is the actual trailer for deep blue sea tell me mr franklin have you ever known anyone with alzheimer's no what if you could end all that suffering with a single pill give me till monday morning 48 hours i'll give you results that'll skyrocket your stock price in the most advanced research facility in the world wow beneath its glassy surface a world of gliding monsters. A team of specialists is working against the clock. Did someone order the fish? On an experiment to benefit mankind. Sharks never show any loss of brain activity as they age. We're this close to the reactivation of human brain cell. But before they can save millions of lives... Tell me I didn't see that. They recognize that gun. That's impossible. Sharks do not swim backwards. They can't. They'll have to find a way to save their own. Just what the hell did you do to those sharks? Did you feel something? Jim and I use gene therapies to increase their brain mass. What is that? As a side effect, the sharks got smarter. Somebody, please, tell me what that is. Yes, and that is the trailer for Deep Blue Sea. Now, does that sound like a creature feature trailer? <laughs> that sounds like I a think creature someone's feature. seen Jaws who's <laughs> made that. <Yeah>. Film. <laughs> I think someone's seen Jaws who saw somebody who's who's seen them. Yeah. <laughs> but, Definitely, you get that sort of building hysteria in there, don't you? In the music. Well, I, oh. I think even even in the them trailer, the same thing happened. It's yeah. like it sort of builds up like that, which makes you think that these are films that they follow a template. Yeah. And you've got to follow the template. And it's about whether you can do something good and different and exciting within that template. So a Deep Blue Sea, you said obviously somebody had seen Jaws. So in Jaws you have one shark. Somebody goes, what if we have many sharks? Yeah. <laughs> ramp up the sharks. And yeah. they make them clever as and well. We get, what, if we had, what if we made the sharks clever and gave them guns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
So no, so, and it's like the well-meaning. I think we've got the well-meaning scientist here, haven't we? She wants to yeah. find a cure for Alzheimer's. Commendable. So you have the scientist, yeah, who comes in, who creates the problem, which is yeah. like you know, kind of like what we were saying earlier. Nucle- nuclear bomb in them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you think there's an action, then there's a consequence, and the consequence of messing with nature is it's gonna bite you and yeah. eat you. Yeah. Uh, there's the action guy, and then there's the money thing because they're trying to find a cure for Alzheimer's, but they're trying to do it mainly from a money perspective. Yeah. Uh, it's so be you have you have business. all those elements thrown in there but i think deep blue sea it's direct uh, when you look at all the things about deep blue sea you look at who directed it a guy called rennie harlan who directed die hard 2 directed um uh, the long kiss good night directed a, a film that i think is massively underrated cutthroat, cutthroat island. island yeah cutthroat mm-hmm. island uh but you, you look at him and you think everything about this film because it looks like okay it's jaws with, but with multiply the sharks by like five or something like that and you but everything about this film kind of says it should be a stupid throwaway movie that you just like, you know, you can abuse from here till tomorrow. But it's just such good fun. It is a good fun film. Yeah. <laughs> it is such. I've a... only seen it the once, but yeah, uh, it was. I remembered it as being good fun. Yeah, and especially part of with me Samuel. Is doing a sideways little step here, you can connect it in some ways to the thing, because they're in like this isolated place these aren't they in a they're They're, in a research facility underwater underwater Mm. so they are isolated and so it becomes quite tense and claustrophobic as well so you can have this that sort of thing with the thing it's they introduce something terrible that comes to them well yeah this is it's like their their own creation but it it becomes the source of their terror i'm not gonna lie you can look at this film and you can look at oh you can See, yeah, this film is made up of bits of better films. Yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah. Very, but I think inspired to, by, let's say, shall we? Inspired by, inspired <laughs> by. So, so, but I think that when they put it together, they come up with, they do some really good things with it. Yeah, them. like I, I think it's got one of the, sh- and it has one of the most shocking moments in cinema that, like, I think everybody who watched this film when you first saw it. You must have like nobody saw it coming. Yeah. Like no one, <laughs> no was, one. Yeah, it's a bit. I know no, the scene you mean. Yeah, no, yeah. no, and I don't want to say it because somebody might still watch the film, and I don't want to say it. But it's just like it's it's. You're a not brilliant... expecting that. You're not expecting <laughs> You're that. You're not expecting it. It's evo- it, it's it, it's it's just kind of it's one one of the most inventive and like you know sort of characters being picked off deaths of the time. Yeah. It's and it's got some really effective moments as well. Like there's a bit where bits of the research facilities have been flooded. Uh, but somebody has to go down in there to get something. Obviously, you have to go, and so they they go in there, and as they're in there, you just yeah, there's a shot where there's just a whole bunch of water, and then a fin just pops up over the top of the water. It's never just, a good sight, is it? Oh uh, yeah, it's just kind of like oh, it's so. And it, uh, but at the same time, the film knows how silly it is, and it just and I feel like it's just a proper popcorn movie. Yeah, it's a proper popcorn yeah. movie. It doesn't uh, well. You looked at them in the 50s which has like a little bit of a i guess you could say slightly political message all about the nuclear thing and everything like that yeah you look at jaws which was just kind of like you know distill that into just like a plain thriller and this is just kind of like it's just like a popcorn thing it doesn't mm-hmm. have a message or anything like that it makes fun of itself it knows what it knows what's going on it has like some like you know hard man dialogue which it's just funny. Like, I mean, it's, you know how in all these... It's got LL Cool J in it. <laughs> it's got LL Cool J. And, you know... It's got Samuel L. Jackson. It's got Samuel L. Jackson, Thomas Jane, Safro, Safran Burrows, who... Skull and Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah! He is in it! Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about it. He's in... Yeah, so it's it's got all these guys in it. But it just comes up and it gives you this film that I think 
at any time, at any point in cinema, you can go, you can put it in, and people will say, now that was a fun movie yeah. that did some stuff I wasn't expecting, that took a silly concept and did something exciting with it. <laughs> and I just I, I just really, really enjoy this film. I, I, I think most people remember it for the, hey, the shark's there, <gasps> swimming backwards. The sw- sharks are swimming backwards. They don't do that. <laughs> It's like, hang on, the sharks are smart. Why are the sharks smart? We made their brains bigger. Why did you think that was a good idea? <laughs> there you go. Well, they wanted to cure for Alzheimer's. So yeah. there was a. So yeah. So you do brainy you, things. You've got to give. Yeah, you've got to give them like a. I think that's the thing about it. You, it's 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 a little bit of an eye roll. It's oh a, yeah. It's a little bit of an eye roll when they give, when the film does that and gives you something and then says. Well, it comes up with a reason why their stupid actions are, oh, it's okay, yeah, well, they're trying to cure Alzheimer's. Now, can we just go get some mayhem on? Yeah, let's just get, get someone eaten already. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously, this film, it shows you the creatures right from the beginning. It, it kind of breaks the rules that we say make a good creature feature. But I think it knows that it's doing them. It knows that it's doing yeah. all these things. It doesn't yeah. take itself But it tries to give it each take... a characteristic, though, don't they? Don't each of the sharks have a characteristic and they've got, like, a relationship and... Well, uh, the, they the, identify them. Oh, isn't that the, isn't that like a mother one or like a more dominant female or something? I I think I, I remember that the sharks work together. Mm. They're a bit like the ants in them, mm. in that the sharks definitely are plotting and going, "We're going to kill these humans." Yeah, yeah. work work it out. <laughs> yeah, and they're figuring out how they are. And the fact that the sharks, the, the, there's just so many things about this film that would reasons why it shouldn't work. Like for instance, <laughs> you have a sh- you have a sh- shark in jaws, so they go, "Right, we're going to give you three sharks." Yeah. All the shark in jaws was how long was that? That was like twenty feet. We're going to make us. 50 feet long <laughs> and so there's all these obvious bigger, reasons stronger exactly <laughs> bigger stronger louder more deaths this should make it better <laughs> and you, you can almost see somebody sat in a room in hollywood trying to figure out okay how are we going to make a new movie well how we do how do we do this how do we improve on jaws you can almost see somebody thinking about that but i think in the end the filmmakers actually mm. pulled a really really good film yeah. out of the hat and it's certainly entertaining yeah and I remember when it came out, people were. There's even bits that it says that it it makes fun of some of the other blockbusters that were out around the same time, because Blair. It came out the same summer as Blair Witch Project. Never seen Blair Witch Project. Never seen. Oh. <laughs> so, but you know the whole thing with Blair Witch Project, and a big part of its selling point was oh, all the atm- all the what's the word, publicity. Yeah. It was a bit where there's one of the characters carries up has a camera. And it's like looking down, looking in the camera and going, oh, my God, I don't know what's out there. I think it's as and there was. And so even the people yeah. didn't know anything about they knew that. Scene they knew that scene yeah, where, the, where the character Heather. So like, yeah, runny nose, cheerful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's it. And so and there's a bit there's a bit in Deep Blue Sea where LL Cool J, he's he picks up a camera and he fills himself and he's like, OK, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. <laughs> so, and he's the chef. He's a chef and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. So here are the final things I want everyone to say, anybody who finds this. Here's my recipe for how to make <laughs> eggs sunny side up. He starts feeling himself doing recipes in the middle of all these sharks going around. And, it's, and when you see something like that, you just kind of think, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a film. You man. know you're a silly film, yeah, but you're, you're going with it. You know you're a silly film, and therefore I think you're a classic of the silly film creature genre. I, I really, I, yeah. I just, I really, really love the film. So. Anyway, it's a any- good choice. Anything you want to say, Sean? Um, no, just that scene. As I say, I, I I enjoyed it. It's not one that I would personally rush out to see again. But I, you, you know, I mean, I did enjoy it. I didn't like hate it or anything. 
yeah. and like I, I think I would hate the Blair Witch Project though. Same <laughs> as I hated Cloverfield. I'm well, not really keen on that. that, well, that, that if if, if you don't like found footage movies, which I know you don't, yeah. then Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project is kind of the one who that started. Started. It did yeah, start. I know. Yeah, the found the footage phenomenon. Yeah. It started. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's cheap to do though, isn't it? Because I mean, digital camera. I yeah. should imagine it's quite a, a cheap way of making a movie. Yeah. yeah it's uh, and the thing is. To be honest with you, I'm more. Imp- I think Blair Witch Project is clever. It's like it, yeah. it's it's more clever than scary, and it's as a marketing exercise, it's masterful. Mm. Yeah. Because as you said, they didn't spend that much money on it. They were, by the way, they marketed it and everything, and everybody thought it was real. People went to watch it. The film made God knows how much it more than it, it made. Budget. It was a phenomenon at the time. It was a phenomenon, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a phenomenon. I did see it. I think I saw it on did video. You? I saw it on DVD afterwards. I think so I give me see give it. me your honest opinion. Is it worth seeing or? I think it's worth seeing to see where all that bound footage phenomena started. Well, I, I, okay. Do you like horror movies? If well, when I can see a good one, yeah. But. I, I, I think I think it's 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 worth seeing for how clever it is. Mm. Just for the cleverness. Yeah, yeah, and it's worth seeing for the cleverness yeah. and worth seeing well for the constructed. way the way they construct the story and the way that they pull the whole thing together. Uh-huh. It's it's so you know how you you have one thing that's first, like how Star Wars gets released. And then there's all these films that try and copy Star copy Wars. Star Wars so if you see all those other films that try and copy Star Wars, you might get a bit jaded. So you might think Star Wars must be rubbish because you've seen all these other films that are set in space and but all that kind rubbish. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the films that copied Blair Witch, uh, did the whole found footage thing, didn't do it as well as Blair Witch did. Right. Yeah. I just th- yeah. I think it's clever. I don't think it's I don't particularly think it's scary. I think it's. Clever. I don't think it's a scary film. No, but it's better no. than Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, and well, that you can Clover see what's Field. going on. I hated Clayford as well because yeah, you can't so see what's I, going on half the time. Everybody, some people love that. I, oh, Joe, he, yeah, seems I didn't like, like it can't at understand all, it. it I was talking about seasick. this last night. We were talking about it. it's just an awful film, and I mean nothing really happens. You see the monster for like thirty seconds, you know, and it's just like nah. Yeah, but, no, but Blair Witch is better film. Than is that. it Blair Witch is better than Cloverfield? Yeah, uh, I'd cool. say that. Yeah. I'd say that it's it's. Uh, but for me, the main thing I think is it's clever and well put together. Mm. More than more than anything. I've yet else. to see a really really good horror film lately. I went. I saw The Conjuring two last night. But, you know, I just avoid them. But on that note, we are out of time. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Susan, for your memories and. Get well soon, listen to your doctors, get out of the hospital, go home, watch a movie, and remember that as always, they they don't don't make make them like they used to. Good night.